Merry Christmas and welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song?
be seated. In fact, I'm going to sit here in winter wonderland. Just so you know, this is the kind of snow I like. It's warm, it's dry, it's pretend. I don't like snow. I'm not pretending. Uh, you know, um, Chris said it earlier. I'm going to say it again, and I would like for you to reply with the greeting. This is what we wait all year to be able to say. Merry Christmas. All right, and you know it's Christmas. And I can pull out my Jingle Bell socks. I don't, you can't wear them in July often. So here they are. I uh, just want to have a conversation with you before we begin. Uh, you saw the video clip. I don't know how many of you have seen The Chosen. It's an incredible, incredible gift for our world. And I encourage you to get the app, watch it online. Uh, you're going to see different clips throughout the service. And it's going to be hopefully bringing you to the place of the birth of Christ. But I want you to put yourself in the place of this one shepherd. It's the one that you saw running. It's the one that uh, was lame. He had a crutch and he was running. And the birth of Christ was changing him like this. So uh, now why was that remarkable? What was remarkable about having this angelic voice in heaven, I would imagine if that would happen to you, you'd probably be in awe. But you need to understand a little bit of the context. The children of Israel felt that as if for 400 years, God has been silent. When you think about the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi, to the time when we have the birth of Christ, there were no prophets that were proclaiming the word of God. There were none that were talking about his return. So it seemed and appeared as if God was being silent. So it was extra special when they hear this message that today for you in the, in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you. What a message, a glorious message. So we're going to walk through and we're going to take a look at that. And again, take a look at that one shepherd in particular. And I hope you can see yourself in his journey. A couple quick announcements for you. Uh, I know we have guests here today. We're delighted with, uh, that you're here. Whether you're in the house or if you're online, we are so glad you're with us in worship. And we'd like to get to know you, so you could text, you could put something in the Facebook comments, you could stop at Next Steps. We'd like to get to know you. And if you're here today and you're wondering about some of the things that happen in worship, there are cards that are actually in the chair backs in front of you. And it will explain to you things like communion. 
because we're going to celebrate communion in a little bit. And here at 1C, we believe it is a gift God has given for his church and for his people. And we believe wholeheartedly, yes, it's bread and wine or juice, but it's also the body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. So we would invite you and encourage you to join with us in that celebration. So, um, but if you would, take a look at that. Some other things for you to understand. Uh, let me think here. Right after the first of the year, the first Sunday in January, we're going to have a new sermon series entitled Better Together. And I'd like to, for you to watch this video. So we're going to talk about why are we better together and also what does better together look like. So I encourage you to come back and take that journey with us as we look at that. Uh, two more things. One is a little backdrop to the song that you're going to hear in just a moment, Mary Did You Know. Written, I think it was 1984, 1985, by a comedian of all people, Mark Laurie. And if you've ever heard any of his comedy, it's clean and it's funny. But his pastor back then asked him, would you write something about the, the nativity scene? Would you write something from Mary's perspective? And so you're going to you know, hear this song and hopefully sing along, if you know it, the beautiful song, beautiful message about this Jesus that was born for you and me. And then the last announcement is during this song, we're going to be passing the joy basket. And again, as, as Christians, as people, we have been blessed by God. And he takes great delight when we say thank you. So by singing this next song, you are saying thank you. By giving any gifts, that is another way to say thank you. So let me join, uh, take us in prayer together. Lord, thank you again for this uh, season. Thank you very specifically. Um, it's about your son. It's about all that he did in his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection. And may we recognize how blessed we are, and may we respond with our singing, our actions, all that we do. And Lord, we do all of this to give you glory and to say thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know your baby boy would save our sons and daughters. Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby sight to a blind man, Mary. 
Boys and girls, come on forward for the kids' message. Just make your way on up front here. Find a seat on the floor. All right, come on up. Well, you know what? This Advent season, we've been looking at different Christmas carols, haven't we? And today we're looking at the song, Mary, Did You Know? And that makes me wonder. I wonder if Mary knew how big of a gift Jesus would be when he came into the world. Well, to help us know a little bit better of how big this gift is, have a giant gift. Okay, it's not a real gift. It's actually just a piece of poster board decorated to look like a gift. But you know what? Each one of these corners represents Jesus' love. So I've got a bunch, don't I? How many, help me count, how many corners do I have? One, two, three, four. Four, I got four corners. All right, well, you know what? It's Christmas, so I want to share Jesus' love with you because that's what Christmas is all about, right? So I need four people to come up. All right, come on up. Let's see, who else? All right, come on. Oh, come up. Yeah, Leo, you can come up. All right, there's four. All right. The two of you stand. There you go. All right. So I'm going to cut these corners off. Watch your fingers, Odin. Don't let me get your fingers. All right. Grab that corner, Leo. There you go. There's one. Let's see. Here's another one over here. There you go. You want to grab that corner? There's two. Let's see. Here's another corner over here. Last one, Bo. Got it. All right. Four. There you go. I gave my four corners away. Now, wait a minute. How many corners do you have? Three. You got three. Did you steal their corners? Are you sure? Did you? Do you have corners? How, you got three? How many do you have? Three corners. You have three corners? How did, how did that happen? I only had four corners. And I gave you one, you have three. And see, I don't have any corners left. I did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Somebody said eight. So I, so I have eight corners. You have three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, that's, that's 20 corners. How did that happen? I only had four corners to begin with, and I gave my four corners away to you guys. What would you do to them? I don't, hey, wait a minute. I think I see what's going on here. These corners represent Jesus' love. And as we give Jesus' love away to other people, it grows, and it gets bigger, and it spreads to more and more people. So I started with four. And now each of you have three, and I have eight, and I tried to give mine away. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? And you know what? That's what Christmas is all about, sharing Jesus' love with other people. All right, you can go ahead and have a seat and keep the corners if you want. Thanks for help. Um, but you know what? That makes me wonder, did Mary know just how big of a gift Jesus would be? So when she gave birth to Jesus, did she know 
that Jesus would give himself away for us. And that's what Jesus did. He gave himself away. He gave his life for us to die on the cross, to rescue us from our sins. But you know what? Jesus' love is so powerful and so big that it didn't stop there. He rose from the grave alive, and he gives us life with him, and he fills us with his love when we receive him in faith. That is an amazing, powerful love of Jesus. So remember that this Christmas, all right, as you share Jesus' love with other people, it just grows and spreads, and more and more people get to experience Jesus' love. That is amazing. Let's pray. We can fold our hands, bow our heads, and you can repeat after me. Dear Jesus, your love is so big that we can't understand it all. Help us to know you better. Please fill us with your love for Christmas and every day. Amen. All right, boys and girls, thanks for coming up. You can head on back to your seats. Teacher, I have a question about the Messiah. I've studied Torah every day and... A shepherd wants to learn. Yes. Do you believe the Messiah will set us free from the occupation? Yes, he will make a great military leader. Are you sure? Just because last Shabbat the priest read from Prophet Ezekiel and he did not say... How dare you? I'm sorry, teacher. He is obsessed. You brought this animal? I said spotless. Spotless, yes. These are for righteous men, for the perfect sacrifice. Very sorry, very sorry, very sorry. You wonder why the Messiah hasn't come? People like you keeping him away with your stains. If you come back here without a perfect lamb, I will banish you all from the marketplace. Now, come, come. I warned you about this. Are you deaf as well as lame? I'm sorry. We are not slowing down for you. You take this ramp back up to the hill and try and keep up. Or find your own way back. That scene depicts a time in the history of God's chosen people, the Israelites, where for years and for generations, they would sacrifice animal after animal to atone for sin. And you kind of saw a little bit of the whole system that was involved. But underneath that, I just want to paint a picture for you. That shepherd, okay, that's the one I, I keep saying, I want you to put yourself in his place. He has been marginalized by life. Number one, just because he's a shepherd, but even by his own friends, his other shepherds. Remember that scene where they didn't want him by the fire? You go out over there. I mean, he was the least likely of the least likely. And he is now beginning to go through this journey of learning of something very important, and he's in the process. Well, we've come to know something 
here we are now in 2021, coming up on 2022. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God that was taken away and put to death for the sins of the world. He is the ultimate sacrifice for sin. No more sacrifice needs to be done. It's all been done by Christ. That's why as we pause and reflect before communion, I'm going to take you on a journey of prayer. Admitting, confessing that we sin and we need that Lamb of God to take away our sin. And then we'll join in in this precious gift of communion. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are the giver of every good and perfect gift. Thank you for seeing humanity. Thank you for seeing how fragile, how broken, how sinful humanity is. And thank you for your perfect response. At the right time, at the right location, you sent your son to be born in Bethlehem. And as we follow his life, we see that he lived 33 and a half years perfectly. And we see that he uh, goes into Jerusalem, allows himself to be betrayed, arrested, beaten, and placed on a cross. And we also know that on the third day, he rose again from the dead. So as we now prepare to receive this very special meal, the Lord's Supper, may we reflect on that sin, our sin, but more so reflect on your mercy, your grace, your love. Thank you, Lord, and we pray this in your name. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And as we continue with the distribution, uh, distribution, during the next song, if you have those individual communion sets, feel free to receive those elements in faith, believing Jesus is really present. And if you're going to come forward for communion, um, a couple instructions. Number one, we're going to have three rows or three places for you to come, the middle and the two uh, sides. Feel free to come up any of those rows to receive communion. If you come forward and you desire to have gluten-free bread, let us know. We'll serve you that. And if you desire to have grape juice, let us know, and we will serve you that. May this meal be a reminder of God's gifts for God's people. Let us now celebrate.
couple came to Bethlehem, expecting child. They searched the air to find a place for you.
And now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you steadfast in the one true faith to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Christmas prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, you are the light of the world and the Prince of Peace that this world desperately needs. How I thank and bless you for coming to earth to die on the cross for our sins so that all who believe in your name might be given peace with the Father and may receive your peace and love into their hearts. Shine the light of your deep love within the hearts of all those that do not know you as Savior. Light the minds of those that are blinded to the truth of the glorious gospel of Christ Jesus, our Lord. And Lord, I pray that you would draw many into your arms of forgiveness so that they too might be made right before God and receive his peace into their hearts at this time so that the goodwill that was promised by the angels so many years ago might become their portion this Christmas time. Grant all those that know and love you as Savior to be specially blessed this Christmas, and may you draw each one ever closer to your heart of love in a world that is becoming darker, so that the light of your truth may shine through us to a world who needs Jesus, in whose name we pray, amen. If you would please stand. Jesus gave us a short but very substantial prayer that we can use anytime, anywhere. It's the Lord's Prayer, and I would ask that in a moment here you would join me as we pray that together, and then just remain standing for a moment for our reading of the Christmas Gospel. Let's pray together this prayer Jesus gave us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. The Apostle Luke, he wrote an exquisite narrative detailing the birth of the Savior, Jesus, the Christ, our Messiah. That narrative begins in Luke chapter 2, and I would like to share with you just these first seven verses. This is the Christmas gospel. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. 
so beautiful. We must tell someone. We must tell everyone. We must tell everyone. Everyone. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We've waited for this for so long. So long. He's on. He's on. He's on. Oh, it's okay. Will you name him? Jesus. We will name him Jesus. I must go. I have to admit, over the last maybe week or two, I've looked at this part, this video clip, maybe 30 different times. And I'm hoping, like I challenged you in the beginning, is to look at this video clip, this storyline, and try to see it from the perspective of that shepherd. And try to kind of step into that story and see yourself as that shepherd. You heard me say earlier, the least likely. The shepherds seem to be the least likely to hear this good news of this phenomenal event that's going to change the course of human history. Well, what we see in this last clip is the least likely of the least likely. So we're getting to the bottom of the barrel. This one shepherd doesn't even have the respect of his other shepherd friends. And that moment, if you, if you remember it, the shepherds go down to their knees, and then the appears to be the head shepherd is kind of going like this. Probably assuming, you know, if anyone gets to hold a baby, it's going to be him. But what does Joseph do? He gives the baby to the least likely of the least likely. And here in 2021, here sitting at 1C Church or online, it's really good news and bad news, but bad news, you, we are the least likely. We're, we're the bottom but God loves the least likely. In fact, I did on purpose, um, if we could put up the, the slide here, this is, this is the, the name of this sermon, the title. I left it blank. I know it was supposed to be Mary, Did You Know? But I want us to step into the story. And we can go back into that story and say, okay, Mary, did you know? Joseph, did you know? Herod, did you know? Shepherds, did you know? Wise men, did you know? But where this becomes absolutely vital and where eternity weighs in the balance is whether we can insert our name and answer this question. Jim Thielen, do you know? Now the question is, know what? The song paints a beautiful picture of Lots of different things, but I, I want to take you on a journey of what Mary knew, at least from the perspective of Gabriel. So let's go to Luke chapter 1. Gabriel the angel said, Do not be afraid, Mary. 
you have found favor with God, you will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And now this last one, really important. His kingdom will never end. Now, for Mary to hear those words, if, if she was a, a, quote, a good Jewish girl, she knows the story and the history of God's people. The kingdoms, whether it's David or whomever, it didn't last forever. And while it looked like it could, it didn't. So now Gabriel says something is going to happen that is going to be extraordinary, that is going to be life-changing, and his kingdom will never end. Wow. Or how about the visit that she had to Elizabeth, her cousin? Elizabeth tells Mary, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Elizabeth had an inside track prompted by the Holy Spirit to know that what is going on in the life of Mary is something that is blessed beyond measure, something that the world has never seen yet. So now we fast forward a little bit. In fact, 40 days after the birth of Jesus, Mary's getting some more information. And she and Joseph, they encounter Simeon. We don't know how old he is, but he is really old. And we also know that he has been waiting and waiting and waiting to see the Savior. And he had a promise that he would. So this is what he says after seeing this, this uh, 40-day-year-old Jesus. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people, Israel. For my eyes have seen your salvation. And then a couple more verses. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, the child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. And Simeon is just giving a, a little picture, and I'm not sure Mary really understood it. But a little bit later on, 33 and a half years later, Mary's heart is going to be pierced as she saw her own son, her own son be crucified and killed. We go and we find Anna, another uh, prophetess, and she says this to Mary and Joseph, coming up to them at that very moment. She gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Israel. Remember, they've been waiting for this redemption from Genesis, from the garden. They've been waiting for the promised Messiah, somebody who would do something for sin so that we could be with God once again. So they've been waiting and waiting and waiting. But let me go back to that Luke 2 passage. And a sword will pierce your own soul. My guess, Mary didn't maybe connect the dots, but once again, if she has been a, um, a good Jewish person, she has heard the scriptures. She knows and understands, at least in part, what is this Savior going to go through? And maybe her mind went to Isaiah 53. 
he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he took our affirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. A picture. And I know it's a little awkward, maybe it's even painful to consider the cross and the manger being part of, a, um, of one. And that's why back over here we have the, the manger right at the foot of the cross. You can't separate them. Jesus Christ was born to die. And he was to born to die for you and for me. He was born to die so that we could know what we need to know. I mean, Mary got in the know, Joseph got in the know, but here we are in 2021, and the question is vital. Jim Thielen, did you know? And I, I guess I, I, I want to maybe overemphasize it. I want to say it without anyone leaving here with any misunderstanding. There's lots of things we can know in life. I joked about it at the first service, is that my dad taught me, and I know how to play ping pong. And I am like one of the best. I do not lose. I am very competitive with that. I know how to do that. And that might give me a temporary moment of joy or happiness, but it's short-lived. Do I know, do you know, the one thing that is eternal in life. Jesus Christ crucified and risen for the sins of the world, for your sins and my sins, so that our relationship with God our Father could be restored and that we can live with him forever. Do we know that we have somebody named Jesus who is familiar with our suffering? Do we understand that we have a Savior who has walked on this earth, has gone through the aches and pains of humanity, understands what we feel, and he stayed the course? He didn't give up. Do we know that he endured a silent night? A holy night. So that people like us can have a peace and a joy like none others. I hope that is a truth that you know personally. I hope you know it's a, a truth not just in head knowledge but what I call the heart knowledge. That 18-inch drop from the head to the heart is the furthest distance out there. And there were many years where all I knew was head knowledge. I didn't know it down here. And when it landed here, my life, my world was turned upside down. Was it perfect after then? No. But I knew I had a Savior, one who will be with me and love me. And I hope you know that. So we're going to do what is a, a tradition, and we're going to be singing silent night. And as we sing that song, would you please think about 2,000 years ago? Go ahead. I want you to do it. But I want you to bring it to today as well. And if you're sitting here today and there's some part of your world where you feel broken, fragile, just like that shepherd, please know that that silent night, that holy night was created for you personally, lovingly. Tell him about what you're thinking and listen to what he has to say. 
So with this, uh, two, just two instructions, I'll have you stand in a moment, but uh, the only one rule that I, I give you is do not tip, or I'll do it the positive way, only tip unlit candles. So if your candle is lit, don't tip. Sounds like a nice little cliche for some advertising thing. So let's stand, and we're going to start the, the light up here. The light's going to get brighter in here, just like the light of Christ is bright for us.
from my perspective, how beautiful it is to see the light become brighter and brighter and brighter. And that's God's desire, is that the light of God's love would become brighter in this dark world. May we be his light as well. Uh, invite you now to please blow out the candles and then be seated. People must know. People must know. People must know. shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. I told you not to come back here. So where is it? Have you found a spotless lamb for sacrifice? The look on his face says it all. He did. He found the perfect lamb. And at that point in the storyline, I, I picture that this shepherd, remember the least likely of the least likely, feels loved, cared for, valued, and chosen. And if you uh, go back to the clip previous, do you, remember, do you remember when Mary noticed his arm and how it was cut and bleeding and wounded? And she took a strip of linen off of the swaddling cloths and gave it to Joseph. Joseph gave it to the shepherd. He bound up his wounds. Beautiful picture. Beautiful picture of what God wants to do for you and me. So one of the things we're going to give you on the way out, actually, um, over there and over there, is uh, we, we have some strips of linen with the words, I am chosen on here. And our prayer for you and for me, for all of us, is that we would know that God has chosen us to love us, to take care of us, to value us, to protect us. And we pray that you would know that more than anything else that this world offers. I'd like to invite you now to please stand. I want to share with you the blessing and then encourage you to go tell it on the mountain. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. 
Amen. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Have a great day. Go in peace and serve the Lord.